This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 244, The One Daily Talk That Will Benefit Your Marriage, by Kyle Benson with Gottman.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode here on the Relationships Edition of Optimal Living Daily. I'm your host, Joss Marie, and today I'll be narrating a post that offers some tips for you to try with your significant other on a daily basis. And while the title indicates that the post is for married couples, the content can easily translate to any romantic couple, married or not. So if you know someone you'd like to share today's episode with and you're using Apple Podcasts, you can click on the three dots icon that is just to the right of the episode title and author and then select share episode. If you're not using Apple Podcasts, you can actually send them a link right to oldpodcast.com listen. But for now, let's hear Kyle's advice and start optimizing your life. The One Daily Talk That Will Benefit Your Marriage by Kyle Benson with Gottman.com When Stephen gets home from work, his wife Katie asks him, How was your day, dear? Their conversation goes like this. Stephen, At my weekly meeting, my manager challenged my knowledge of our products and told the CEO that I am incompetent. She's such a jerk. Katie, There you go again, overacting and blaming your manager. When I met her, she seemed very logical and reasonable. You're probably being insensitive to her worries about your department. Side note, siding with the enemy. Stephen, the woman has it out for me. Katie, and there's your paranoia. You really need to get a handle on that. Side note, criticism. Stephen, forget I ever said anything. Do you think Stephen feels loved by his wife in this moment? Probably not. Instead of providing a safe haven for him to be heard, she adds to his stress. Learning to cope with external pressures and tensions outside your relationship is crucial to a marriage's long-term health, according to research by Neil Jacobson. A simple effective way for couples to earn deposits in their emotional bank account is to reunite at the end of the day and talk about how it went. We call this the, quote, how is your day, dear, conversation, or more formally, the stress-reducing conversation. Like Stephen and Katie, many couples have the how was your day, dear conversation, but the talk does not help either partner relax. Instead, it escalates the stress and tension between them because they end up not feeling heard. If this sounds like you and your partner, changing your approach to these end-of-the-day talks can ensure that they help both of you unwind. The Four Agreements of Love Before you start your end-of-the-day discussion, I'd recommend making some agreements. Agreements are what I use with my clients to bring their unspoken expectations into view. Agreement number one, agree on timing. Some individuals want to connect the moment they walk into the door. Others need to decompress on their own before they're ready to interact. When this expectation goes unspoken, it can create tension and leave both partners feeling missed by each other. Agree on a time that will meet both of your needs. This can be at 7 p.m. every night, or it can be 10 minutes after both of you get home. Agreement number two, dedicate your presence for 20 to 30 minutes. Some couples struggle because they don't spend enough time in the presence of each other to allow love to be cultivated. Take time to truly connect during this conversation. Agreement number three, don't discuss your marriage. This talk gives you and your partner the space to discuss about whatever is on your mind outside your marriage. It is not the time to bring up conflicts between you. 
Instead, it's a chance to truly support each other in other areas of your life. This conversation is a form of active listening in which you respond to each other's venting with empathy and without judgment. Since the issues have nothing to do with your marriage, it's much easier to express support and understanding of your partner's worries and stresses. Agreement number four, all emotions are welcome. This conversation is an opportunity to unload about irritants or issues, both big and small. If your partner shares sadness, fear, or anger and it feels uncomfortable, it may be time to explore why. Often, this discomfort is rooted in childhood restrictions against expressing negative emotions. If this is the case, check out Coping with Your Partner's Sadness, Fear, and Anger on page 103 in The Seven Principles That Make Marriage Work. Allow this space to be a place of celebration, too. If you have a victory at work or as a parent, mention that. Beyond sharing frustrations, a relationship is about sharing and relishing in the victories of life together. That's what makes it meaningful. Seven Steps to an Effective End-of-Day Conversation The following are detailed instructions for using active listening during the stress-reducing and intimacy-building conversation. Number one, take turns. Let each partner be the complainer for 15 minutes. Number two, show compassion. It's very easy to let your mind wander, but losing yourself will make your partner feel like you've lost touch with them. Stay focused on them. Ask questions to understand. Make eye contact. Number three, don't provide unsolicited solutions. It's natural to want to fix problems or make our lover feel better when they express pain. Often, partners just want an ear to listen and a shoulder to cry on. Unless your partner has asked for help, don't try to fix a problem, change how they feel, or rescue them. Just be present with them. Men get caught up in this trap more frequently than women but it is not the man's responsibility to rescue his partner. Often trying to save her backfires. In the Love Lab, Dr. John Gottman noticed that when a wife shares her troubles, she reacts negatively to her husband offering advice right away. What she wants is to be heard and understood. It's not that problem solving doesn't have its place. It is important, but as psychologist Haim Janot says, understanding must precede advice. It's only when your partner feels fully understood that they will be receptive to suggestions. Number four, express your understanding and validate emotions. Let your spouse know that you understand what they are saying. Here's a list of phrases I have my clients use. Hearing that makes perfect sense why you're upset. That sounds terrible. I totally agree with how you see it. I'd be stressed too. That would have hurt my feelings too. Number five, take your partner's side. Express support of your partner's view, even if you feel their perspective is unreasonable. If you back the opposition, your spouse will be resentful. When your partner reaches out for emotional support rather than advice, your role is not to cast judgment or to tell them what to do. It's your job to express empathy. Number six, adopt a we against others attitude. If your partner is feeling alone while facing difficulty, Express that you are there with them and you two are in this together. And number seven, be affectionate. Touch is one of the most expressive ways we can love our partners. As your partner talks, hold them or put an arm on their shoulder. Hold that space for them and love them through thick and thin. Here is how the conversation changed after these instructions were given to Stephen and Katie. Katie, how was your day, dear? Stephen, 
At my weekly meeting, my manager challenged my knowledge of our products and told the CEO that I am incompetent. She's such a jerk. Katie. What a jerk. She is so rude. Side note. Us against others. What did you say to her? Side note. Expressing genuine interest. Steven. I told her I feel like she is out to get me and it's not fair. I am the number one salesman on the floor. Katie. I completely understand why you feel like that. I'm sorry she's doing this to you. Side note. Expressing affection. She needs to get taken care of. Side note. Us against others. Steven. I agree. But I think she's doing it to herself. The CEO doesn't appreciate her telling him everyone is incompetent but her. It's probably best to leave it alone. Katie. I'm glad he's aware of that. It's not good and will backfire sooner or later. Steven. I hope so. I feel like pizza cuddles in a movie tonight. You in? Katie. Of course, love. If you have this conversation every day, it can't help but benefit your marriage. You'll come away with the feeling that your partner is on your side, and that's one of the foundations of a long-lasting friendship. You just listened to the post titled, The One Daily Talk That Will Benefit Your Marriage, by Kyle Benson with Gottman.com. It's actually been about a month since we've shared a post from Gottman.com, so it's really nice to have their content back on the show. And for those of you who may be looking to work on your marriage, a good start may be to check out Gottman's email newsletter. It's called The Marriage Minute, and you can actually find it right at oldpodcast.com marriage. But that's all I've got for you today. I hope you have a really nice rest of your day, and I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow for the final show of the week, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.